and Kirk Franklin. They said, if you don't mind, I want to know, blessings, if you don't mind, can I come here and talk to you guys today? Can I ask you to come and join me in this episode six to do some more unpacking as we have done in episodes one through five. So happy to be back with you guys again. Thank you so much for tuning in. The love has been overwhelming. The feedback, the responses. I see you. I receive you. Thank you for taking the poll that I put out on episode four. Thank you for supporting the littles. I mean, we've been doing some things in these uh, couple of episodes that we've had so far. Episode one, you know, was the Dear Self series. And you guys talked to me and heard me and, and felt what I had to say. And in episode two, To Tell the Truth. And I had the nieces in here, Tales of a Tall Girl and Beyond. And in episode three, we talked about aliens and aliases. I took it back to the days when I was going to the club and, and trying to figure some things out and just understanding my identity as it pertains to trying to be in a relationship. Episode four, you guys hung out with me on another Dear Self mission where I talked about some things I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out my carry-on luggage, where I was trying to figure out, should I carry on with my mindset or was I carrying on? Was I over-exaggerating? And I just want to thank you, Blessings, who responded to the survey and gave me some feedback about it. And and definitely, hands down, I heard y'all. Y'all all agree with me about that play fighting mess. Ain't nobody with that play fight stuff in, in 2021, 22, 23, and, and on and on, right? And then in episode five, I had the littles in here and you guys just couldn't take it. You couldn't stand it. My phone was blowing up. My inbox was flowing up, blowing up. Y'all couldn't take those, those little ones, little cuss and Zanai, they came here and they had some thoughts and some perspectives on some things. And they was, um, like big things wrapped in little packages. Right. And so again, thank you guys so much about your support and so much for your support thus far. And so, um, I'm really, 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 really excited because I have a guest in the studio with me today. And 
you know, I'm going to set the stage. So this is episode six and in episode six, the title of this episode is sis sister or sister, right? This is sister, sister, right? And in this episode, I want to talk about being a sis, a sister or a sister, I want to talk about being a human being. I want to talk about empowerment. I want to talk about uplifting. All right. And before guys, fellas, before you run and log off and say, oh, they about to be on some female stuff. Let me log off. No. Okay. Because it's very transferable and you can definitely transfer this conversation into a bruh bro, brother conversation. You could transfer this conversation into a, am I my brother's keeper conversation? So don't just log off so quickly because I promise you that you can still relate to this conversation as we're talking about it from a female perspective, because just know, knowing the bag lady, that there will be a part two with the gentleman to talk about the bro, the bros and the brothers, right? So, you know, unpacking, right? What, okay, bag lady, what does this have to do with unpacking? So I'm unpacking some stuff because bag lady been in her feelings a little bit, right? So I am, to know the bag lady is to know that I love people. Um, I love doing stuff with people. I love doing stuff for people. And I, as I've gone in chapter two and I'm figuring some things out a little bit more, here lately I'm just been feeling a way like, you know, I'm out here and I'm, I'm grinding hard. I love hard. And I don't know that I necessarily feel that I'm getting it back. And what do I mean by that? Like, you know, while I'm out here trying to pass on, you know, career advancing, advancement information or development opportunities or shit, it might just be a sweet potato pie recipe, but I'm always just giving and I'm always looking to help my sisters be better. If I'm if I'm looking to do something better health-wise, I see if anybody else is interested in doing something better health-wise. If I got an extra ticket to a show, somebody is getting a ticket to a show. But when I started looking around, I felt like the, my sisters or my sissies, they weren't necessarily in that same space. And so I found myself more lately withdrawing and saying, hey, I'm not going to keep putting myself out there if folks don't put themselves out there. But I also find myself sad and saying, how come people don't just want to organically just reach out? And how come we as women don't reach out and help one another and do want to just do things with one another and, and do things for one another? And, and, you know, I look at it as right, you know, I'm only as good as the people that I keep around me. So I'm always trying to keep the people around me good. And I always want to see the people around me even better because if they're better, that gives me something to aspire to so that I can keep their circle right. But I just feel like, you know, that's not always what it is amongst women. And so my guest here today, um, you know, she reached out to me a little bit ago and She'd asked me for um, just some ideas around a not-for-profit that she was working on. And I said, whoa, wait, what? Wait a minute. Um, not to mention, my guest 
Listen, age ain't nothing but a number. That's all I'm going to say because my guest is not one of my immediate peers, but your girl got it going on. So uh, blessings, uh, bag lady listeners, uh, everyone that is tuned in here to the Purse Podcast Studios. I want to make sure that we give a nice warm welcome to our very own Nisha Jones, the president of of Pay It Forward Networking Group. Say hello to the blessings, Nisha. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for coming to join us today. I'm so excited to have you because you know when we get in a conversation, it's a real real conversation. It's some real energy. And so I don't want to be, I don't want to belabor it. Let's just kind of jump in. So, you know, you heard me already touch a little bit on why I wanted you here today because you touched my spirit when you said, hey, I'm about to do this networking, um, excuse me, this nonprofit um, organization. And it's all about, you know, women. And, and, you know, I just want to know what some of the things that you think they might need out there. And, and I was like, wow. And then the name pay it forward. It just touched my whole spirit. So why don't you tell us a little bit about pay it forward networking group? Um, Well, good evening again, and thank you for the opportunity to be here. Um, But pay it forward networking group um, is a nonprofit organization based in Wilmington, Delaware. The whole thought process and concept behind the nonprofit is to bring women of color, and of course, we don't just want it to be for women of color, but we like to focus on our people, Um, but to bring women together where we can network, fellowship, uh, share ideas, uh, share resources, and just be impactful amongst one another, but of course, to still take those resources and to give them back to some of our underprivileged and underserved members of our community. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And and can we just... Can we just talk a little bit about where where did this come from? What like where like what triggered what triggered this? Where did this come from? Is uh, were you a part of another non for profit or like what? Where did this come from? Um, I've done non profit work like from you know my previous employer, Bank of America. Shout out to them, or maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm you know working with them. We did have an opportunity like volunteer and do things in the community. So I volunteered at Howard High School, but I can't really say that I've been necessarily someone who's always done nonprofit work, right? But I've always done my part in the community, if that makes sense. Uh, Where I got this from is I've had the idea for years now, to be honest with you. Uh, So sometimes, you know, you just kind of come up with the idea and, I guess for me, it was just a matter of the timing of when I was actually going to start. Um, So I don't know exactly what happened in my life or, you know, sometimes we have that aha moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. So it wasn't particularly that, but I think it had a lot to do with the fact that I've worked so long. I've been working since I was 14 and, you know, navigating through corporate America. I have my bachelor's degree um, from Delaware State and I have my master's degree from Strayer University. So just navigating through corporate America, the highs and lows of that, and me just always kind of feeling like I'm advancing, but I'm not necessarily where I'm supposed to be, right? Um, No shade to anyone else or to what other people bring to the table, but it's like we often get into these roles or into these spaces where we have these managers or coworkers 
And you're always like, how did they get the job? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who hired them? Who did mm-hmm. that interview? And then you're kind of looking at yourself like, um, how am I not in that room? Huh. So it was always like this big disconnect as to where I was versus where I wanted to be. And then when you really look at the dynamic of corporate America and you start to look at who your CEOs are and all those high-ranking people, it's not a lot of people of color in there, right? So it's not the most encouraging thing. It doesn't necessarily make you feel like, oh, that can be me. Um, so, I, you know, and if you do your research, black women are the most educated, right? We get our degrees by far more than any other race, but yet and still, we're still not represented, um, across the board and not just corporate America, but, you know, in a political system, um, you know, in the medical field, right? Everybody's a CNA and it's nothing wrong with that, but why don't we have more women doctors, right? Mm-hmm. More women nurses. So it's always like such these big disparities. Uh, in the different industries. So I just, you know, created the group to kind of help bridge the gap. I love it. I love it. And so, like, is there a criteria other than just being a woman who's ready to receive and absorb and pay it forward? Um, No, honestly, no. And I don't ever want people to feel like you have to be a professional, right? Everybody's dream is not to own a business. Everybody's vision is not to work in the corporate environment. You know, some people are comfortable with the jobs that they do, but we still want to make sure that this group creates the atmosphere of sisterhood, and we still want to provide information that people can use universally um, regardless of what your necessary occupation is, right? Mental health, something we all can relate to. Um, how to navigate or how to balance, you know, motherhood, um, being an aunt, being a cousin, being a sister. Mm-hmm. You always have to wear so many hats, but it's like no rule book or no real way for us to know how to balance it out. So, you know, how to balance it out. Those are things we all can relate to regardless of what our occupation is. So, of course, we like professionalism and we do think that there is um, importance of knowing, you know, how to be a professional and how to conduct yourself in a professional space. But, um, the group is not just geared towards professionals. Nice, nice, nice. So, I mean, you're the president um, of this um, Pay It Forward networking group. Can you tell me a little bit more about the folks that might be on your board of directors or how you guys are organized? This, you know, this you this was an idea that you had that you put into execution and, and, and you sparked. So, you know, kind of like how did you decide to go out there when you was trying to figure out who you wanted to surround you, who you felt would understand and embrace your vision to pay it forward. What was your selection process? Who do you have around you? What, tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was very strategic, uh, with the people that I asked, I prayed on it and I actually even talked to other people that I knew, um, that I was doing this project with to just, you know, kind of just say, you know, if I did a, a group like this, who could you see standing beside me? And I even asked a couple of people that would wanted to have done it, but just wasn't in their capacity to mm-hmm. do it, right? Um, so what they were able to do was just lend some suggestions of people that would be able to serve in their place, if that makes sense. They yes. made some referrals. So I kind of just went off of that. I prayed on it a little bit. I kind of scrolled through my cell phone, like just scrolling through people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because when you do something, 
I didn't want to make the person. I didn't want to select the person based off of because I have a close personal relationship with them. Yep. I wanted to be someone that I knew and had a relationship with, but someone that I knew I could mesh well with, uh, someone that I know that I could learn from, and then someone that I knew that if I couldn't leave, that they could leave that same capacity and be able to represent the organization in the same kind of way. Um, and it didn't necessarily have to be someone that I was closely connected to, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, so my friend Janae, I actually wanted to Janae to be a part of it, but Janae actually doesn't live in Delaware anymore. She's relocated over to the West Coast. She's a teacher now. So Janae was like, you know, did you ever think about Adrian? And I've known Adrian growing up. Like, we went to high school together. Like, we're childhood friends. So it's not that I forgot about her, but I guess I necessarily didn't think about her in that in that way um, at that time. Um, so she's like, reach out to Adrian, and that's what I did. We actually met up for drinks. Uh, for dinner, ran an idea by her. She was fully on board. Um, and then I just kind of handpicked everyone else in that same capacity, right? Just going off of referrals, just off of people that I know. But I do have a relationship with with everyone in some kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. I know them in some kind of way. A majority of them I've known, you know, for for an extremely long time. So, you know, that helps as well. That sounds so awesome. And, you know, I heard I picked up on a couple of things when you were, when you were talking you know, you, you started out right in your quest with someone that you were familiar with and, and that wasn't going to work out, but she gave your, she paid it forward, right. To ensure that your vision was executed and gave you another name and you jumped on that. But I also heard you say like, it didn't have to be somebody that I had necessarily a close personal connection with, because sometimes that can be the harder person to work with even, right? Sometimes they, they, you know, in those, in those situations, they don't take you as serious, right? And it's hard sometimes to get the work done, but you know, by any means necessary, it was something that you wanted to do and you wanted to make, selections based on what was going to be best for the business, be it profit or nonprofit, right? You still have to treat it and run it and be committed to it. Like a business, you have to be accountable to it like a business. And it sounds like that's exactly what you was. And so I just want to um, commend you in advance. I want to pay my homage and my appreciation and my respect to you for it in advance. So you know, thanks for giving us like a glimmer of that. And of course, before we log off today from uh, the blessings, we'll make sure that we can talk about where they might be able to find you or where they may be able to um, be a part or contribute or donate or, or whatever, where they may be able to pay it forward. Right. So but in the meantime, I want to go behind the scenes, behind the person that had a vision like this and not just the vision, but that much of a vision that it made them want to execute it. And so tell us a little bit about the you that's you, like what makes up Nisha Jones? What makes up Nisha Jones? (laughs) What does it make up Nisha Jones? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I'm definitely very goal oriented. I'm a very driven, passionate person. Um, I like helping people. Um, I love to have a good time. Um, I love the Lord. Amen. I'm Amen. Shout it out him first and foremost. Amen. Life, you know, so my apologies for not doing that. <laughs> um, I love my family. 
Um, I love making people feel good and vice versa. You know, I love good energy. Yes. Um, and I love to be around good energy, right? I love black excellence. Like, I love black people. I love us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think we are just such an awesome, you know, bunch of people. Um, and I would love to see the day where we recognize how awesome of a bunch of people that we are. But in the meantime and in between time, uh, I'll do my part in that process. Yes, thank you. That that leads me right into the next question of, you know, what inspires you? Well, before I even ask you what inspires you, let me find out which version you are. So let's talk about the cis sister, right? The cis sister sister. So first, let's, let's address the obvious, right? The sister. Do you have any siblings? Are yes. you a sister? Yes, I am a sister. And let's talk about your role as a sister. Do you find that you have the relationship that you would like to have as a sister? Uh, no, actually, no, I don't. Um, me and my brother, it's like a really big age gap between us. My mom had him at 17, and then she had me 17 years later. So, like, when I was born, he was pretty much living outside of the, you know, moving out of the house, mm-hmm. going off in life. And my brother's always lived over to the West, West Coast. Um, so although I know who he is, you know, we don't necessarily have the same memories as other kids who really grew up, up in together. the same house mm. together or really grew up in close proximity to each other. So, um, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. 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 I understand that because I, um, I have one biological sister and we're six years apart and the funny part is like uh, the day I graduated elementary school, she graduated high school the exact same day. Yeah. So um, I can identify now it's not as big a gap as yours, but she was like my second mom. She was like my mini mom. And it is only like later on in life, full fledged adult did we get to really become like friends and sisters because she's always just kind of like, felt responsible for me. And like, I've always just looked up to her and respected her like a second mom. But then it wasn't until later that we were able to become sisters. You know what I mean? So I, I get that. I definitely understand that. And then, and then, so let's talk about the cis, right? The cis role. So when I think about cis, I think about those, uh, those family members that we get to choose. Right. Then they may not be related to us by blood, but we choose them as our family. Right. We know them. We have relationships with them. We have close relationships with them. And as people say, the only thing that could make us any closer is blood. And it sounds like Janae might have been one of those kind of people for you. Or or do you have any 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 girls in your life that or women, ladies in your life that you call that fall under the cis umbrella? And if you do, talk to me about Nisha as a sis. Like, what do you hold yourself accountable for as a sis? What do you, how do you define the role of a sis where there isn't necessarily a blood relation, right? Um, But you call this person your sis. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Um, I can't even remember when I met Janae. Um, I grew up, you know, in Wilmington over the north side of town. And I used to always go over to my grandmother's house on 35th Street. And Janae's parents actually still live on 35th Street. So I used to go to her house, I mean, all the time. Mm -hmm. So we went to school together as well, um, elementary school, high school, college. But I've always just known her. Um, So I would say for me, in my experience, I have 
my sisters, right? Mm-hmm. Those people that I could say have been more impactful to me than maybe necessarily a sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, definitely, Janae is an example of somebody I would truly call sister, even though she's not my, my blood sister. sister so she's the sis. sis. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's a combination of both. Um, and then what else? How, like, how do you hold yourself accountable? where there isn't necessarily a biological accountability for the ones that you call sis. Be it Janae or with your personality, I'm sure you have more than one sis out here. Yeah, no, what no. is the relationship? What do you what do you hold yourself accountable where they're concerned? And what do you hold them accountable for in that relationship? Yeah, transparency, honesty. Um, I feel like I'm the kind of friend where we don't have to necessarily talk every day, but when we do talk, it's like we've been talking the whole time, right? Life gets in the way. We all have our own day-to-day endeavors and things that we're working on, but that doesn't take away from the friendship. So I think it's very important that when we do, you know, especially now as adults where we don't have all that time to just spend with our friends Mm -hmm. to make it impactful. So when we are around our sister circle, to make sure that we're really just using that time frame to pour into each other. And now I'm more interested in having conversations of how we can elevate and invest versus, you know, when you're younger, you may be talking about gossip or what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm more concerned with um, how we can get this money. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And then what about any, do you have any little sisters, you know, that you're bringing up along that's out, you know, that's in the community that, you know, you have relationship and you want to make sure that they learn the lesson earlier than what you learned the lesson, right? And and stuff like that. Any little sisters out there that you also find yourself um, accountable to or nurturing those relationships? Um, yes, yes. And you know, social media is very powerful because, you know, I always have people just honestly just reaching out to me, like on my Instagram or my Facebook, and they'll just ask me basic things. Like I have a childhood friend that I grew up with and her sister, little sister will often, you know, inbox me stuff, um, about real estate or business or things of that nature. Um, I have a goddaughter. So I think it's also with me. I don't necessarily have somebody that I work with on a day-to-day basis, but I always make my services available for whoever wants to take them. Mm -hmm. And I always say this, get with me now while I'm free and I don't cost any money and I'm not freaking busy. I'm telling you, you know, I'm going to reach a level one day where you're going to have to contact my secretary. I said what I said. The uh, get on my calendar. So, uh, take advantage of me now. That's you know? it. That's it. <laughs> I'm a That's it. Of information and resources now. Um, yeah, so definitely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Listen, okay. listen, I listen. Hey, I'm hey, everybody know the bag lady is married and I tell my own husband that sometimes. All right. All right. The first one is free, but I'm a billion for that yesterday's one. Next price I, is not today's yesterday's price, price is not today's price yes 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 and for those of y'all that don't know tune into the fat joe jaru versus and you will hear that saying right there oh you know i'm so happy to have you in the studio i swear and so let, let's just go on before we go to the break i want to go and just finish round out our definition so we talked about the definition of sis we talked about the definition of sister And then I want to talk about the definition of sista, S-I-S-T-A-H. 
you know, like black fists in the air, sister, sister soldier, sister, my Nubian queen, sister, in the name of, you know, and, 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 and it's not just about black sisters. It's just about your fellow female, right? And I know um, probably from you and a couple of folks out here, shout out to my best me, because she got like, no, it is about, right? So, but, but I just think that in the in the way the world is in so much trouble today, there's so much sickness and so much ailment out there that for me, the back lady, I don't even want to get into just our community. Our is, is our community in need? Yes. Is our community hurting? Yes. But the world is right. And Hey, if there's somebody that don't look like me, that's willing to help and, and execute and be a positive force and be a positive vibe. I think right now we don't, we're not in a space to pick and choose as long as they're willing to be, um, you know, a positive force and, and heed the call to action that is in, um, the world and in our sisterhood community. So when I think about sister, that's the person who's not blood related and Hey, we don't even know this person necessarily, right? We may have passed them in the hall at work. We may see them when we go to the club, they may show up on our timeline on social media, but what makes them a sister is that they too are a female and they go through some of the same struggles that we go through universally as a female. And so when I think about sister, I think about pay it forward networking group, right? That's what I think about, right? I think about how you, when you put this group together, when you had this idea, it wasn't just for the people you knew. It was for the people that you don't know. It was for the sisters. It's for the female community. I mean, I know many of the blessings know the famous line from the movie New Jack City, Am I My Brother's Keeper, right? I think that we have an opportunity to ask ourselves the same thing. Am I my sister's keeper? Right. And so um, my question to you is just your thoughts around this last version of the word sis, sister, sister. Um, and I know you touched on it a little bit with pay it forward, but just from Anisha Jones perspective, what are your thoughts about the role of a sister? Right. Meaning, you know, you're, you're in the ladies room and your sister is walking out with toilet tissue on the bottom of her shoe, right? Do you laugh at her? Do you point at her? Or do you stop her and tell her that she's got tissue on her shoe? And I know this is a a more shallow example, but this is all a part of it. This is where it starts. This is how the behaviors come up when you just don't find a robbery to do stuff like that, right? Uh, Your sister looks great. You love the way her hair is. You love the way she carried herself. She just killed that presentation. Do you just say it in your head or do you let her know? Hey girl, I just want to let you know from me to you. I don't know you from anywhere, but you killed that. You look great. You sound great. Um, I like to know more about you. So I'm going to stop talking and just, I want to hear from you about the definition of sister and your um, level of accountability or just your thoughts and feedback around the accountability of being a sister and in the sisters you may have experienced 
and where we have opportunities in that definition. Yes, definitely. So a couple of things, um, like in regards to the toilet paper thing, absolutely, I'm going to say something. But for me, I'm going to say something regardless of what color you are, right? That's right. Because that's the type of woman that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, if I see that there's an opportunity or something that I could do uh, to help, I'm just going to do that. Uh, and I think that if more people kind of led with that in mind, uh, I think the world, and it sounds so cliche, right? <laughs> but I think things will be a lot different if mm-hmm. you just truly just kind of did for somebody else yep. what you would want them to do for, for you. you. Mm-hmm. Something that seems like so basic, right, as a concept, something that we really know, right? But it's just something we don't necessarily uh, live by, just treating people truly how you want them to be treated. But I just think it's something so special about black women, like even in a corporate America or a workforce that's, you know, completely, or I won't say, but primarily or majority majority of white people. So when I see my sisters, you know, I speak to everybody, but I just think it's something different about when you pass your sister in the hallway, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you see them in the bathroom, I just think it's something in the eyes, right? Just something in the gestures, just something in the movement where it's that connection of, hey, sis, Mm -hmm. happy to see you here, Mm -hmm. right? And a Mm -hmm. space that necessarily where we may not necessarily should be here, but we are. Yes. Um, so I think it's something very important about acknowledging you in that capacity as well. Um, I don't take lightly my role or responsibility um, as a sister and as president of my nonprofit and even as CEO as my own personal business, Jones Property Company. I'm going to go ahead and segue that in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> www.jonespropertycompany.com. Hey. <laughs> I do, do notary. I'm a notary signing agent. I'm real estate. Real estate investor, and I do property management as well. You heard, um, but it's very important for me to give off a, a certain kind of brand, right? Uh, people pay attention to the things that you do, especially when you know you're a black woman and you know you're ahead of a business. And we always get this reputation for not necessarily having the best customer service. So mm-hmm. angry black it, woman. Yeah, right. And I look at it like this: one thing I know how to do is work. Like I said, I've been working since I was fourteen. So if nothing else. I know how to give good service. I know what it feels like to be probably in every stage of the business from the entry-level position to the assistant manager to the head manager. Like, I've done everything. So I've taken all those transferable skills, Mm -hmm. and I put those into my businesses. Um, I make sure that I govern myself in a way where if something happens, um, I still represented myself in a way where – my businesses are not in jeopardy, right? I'm at that point now where I want to maneuver in a way where I don't respond based off of what someone else did. Um, and that's a hard thing to do. Someone does something to you, you want to react. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, someone hurts you, you want to hurt them back. Somebody get loud with you, you want to you get loud back. And let me say this. I still get loud and I still get <laughs> Lord is working with me and he knows my heart. Amen. 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 But I, I try to be just so much more mindful of the responsibility that I have because what I understand as a black woman, we don't really get a lot of opportunities to not get it right. Mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of opportunities to mess it up or kind of drop the ball. You know, one bad situation really could change the trajectory of my business and my livelihood. And I really get that. So I'm just really like uberly mindful about um, how I present myself to the world. That doesn't mean I don't still feel a way about certain things, but 
just kind of one of those, I'll just fill away in the house where you don't know where I'm filling away, right? Um, so it's like you just got to pick and choose your battles, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You better speak. You better speak and preach, uh, president of Pay It Forward Networking Group and CEO of Jones Realty. I mean, you you just you just got Jones Property Management and Jones like she just you heard her, you heard her. She out here, and I know she keeps saying that she works. She's been working since she was fourteen years old. But I just want y'all to know, I'm not going to shout it out. But she's not forty. That's what I'm going to say. That's not what I'm forty, and I'm still a W two employee. I still have <laughs> my forty hours every week. Right? I need those medical benefits. Right? <laughs> you heard um, her. Yeah. Shout out to United Health, Blue Cross Blue Shield, absolutely, Aetna. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not, listen, I, I got student loan debt, so I'm not leaving my W two situation Yo. until it makes sense. Yo, um, Sally Mae will make you her be. Yeah, I hope we have a whole other uh, podcast on just that alone and financial freedom. Because yeah, like definitely invite me back for that. I got a lot to say. Oh, we def- definitely, definitely in IRA. That is in the works. You, you know, you're moving ahead. But I definitely have that in mind and got some folks lined up for that. So, you know, we definitely be looking and welcoming. I'm looking to welcome you back for that as well. Um, What I want to say to you before we go to um break, a couple of things. So, you know, you were saying like as black women, we don't um get an opportunity to mess it up too much, right? Because the, the the lens is always on us and they're always watching us. And so that's why I want to just take a step there and say, you know, this is where this podcast is coming from with me because it, going back to episode one, I talked about anxiety, right? That that didn't used to be such a big word in the past, right? You might've got nervous, but you everybody now talks about anxiety. And part of this podcast, and it's been very th- therapeutic, thank you, blessings for just tuning in and listening because it's working. Some things is working here. Y'all working on me here. And so, um, yeah, you know, I want to just say that, um, we, we do have opportunities to get it wrong. We do have opportunities to mess up and, and because we are human, right? And that's why pencils have erasers. And if you make a mistake, so what, right? And, and that's where I think the sister, the sister and the sis comes in. And it even comes in the bro, the brother, the bruh, right? To come in and say, nah, you was rocking, right? Get back up and get back on it. Not, oh, right? Hey, New Year's is coming. We know the diets are coming, right? And then everybody's making these proclamations and people hear it. And in the minute they see you eating some ice cream or something, oh, I thought you was on a diet, right? And and that's not the most encouraging, right? That's making somebody feel worse about what they have going on, right? You know what I mean? So when when we the point is when we mess up, right? That's a part of life, right? And so as a sister, as a sis, as a sister, don't make it worse. Don't drill a hole in it. Don't pick that person up and let them know that where they made a mistake, a thousand other people across this world have made that same mistake. The only thing unique around here is fingerprints and snowflakes. Because at the end of the day, y'all all know blessings. Y'all know, and I know y'all miss it. I haven't sung on this episode yet, but y'all know what I'm going to say. In the words of Michael Jackson, you are not alone. You are not alone, right? So, when those things happen, we we in our community tend to be our own worst critics. I feel I know I am. Like I 
my peers, especially my sons, they tell me all the time, like if I had an interview the other day, I give you a great example. I had an interview the other day. They said, how did it go? I said, well, on a scale of one to 10, I think it was a seven. And then instead of getting the empathy or the sympathy I was looking for, the next question was a seven on your scale or a seven on normal people's scale? Because the seven on your scale is a 10 and the seven, right? And so I'm like, a seven, I said a seven, it was a seven, you know, because they know I'm so hard. So I just wanted to just give the bag ladies perspective on the fact that you're right. You know, we on the microscope and black, black women, women in general, right? We're the minority and then the double minority, right? But I think that we have a chance to kind of like just lift each other up, adjust each other's crowns, right? Let each other know. It's okay. You ain't the first person to make. What you going to do next? It's not what you did. It's what you going to do, right? It ain't what you did. It's what you going to do, right? And so... That's my whole thing. And just to be more comfortable and just to be more confident about what we're doing and, and what we're dealing with and not even care and get in our mind and get in our bag about the good things that we're doing, how we get up each day and, and we grind and we grind hard and, and that, um, you know, those are not mistakes. They may be opportunities, but they're opportunities to do it better and show me a perfect person. And I show you somebody who will, that don't need to be here no more because what are you living for? There's nothing left to strive for. So, you know, I'm just saying, let's address some crowns and let's just get confident with it. And sometimes you got to get overly confident. You might need to get just a little bit even conceited. And that being said, we're going to go ahead and go to break. And I'm going to put this song on for y'all. And um, we're going to rock out. Come on. We'll be back. Conceited. I got to read. The, the, it's. Come on to the easy. That you used to Out of the ordinary unusual You gotta have a mind state Like I'm so great And can't nobody do it like you do Miraculous, phenomenal And ain't nobody in here stopping you Show no love Cause you a suck Look at yourself in the mirror like What the fuck? Damn, I look good And can't nobody figure like I could Yeah, okay I got a little fat butt My shorty told me that he liking like that shit I'm happy, I'm happy. another me that never can be See, I'm so outstanding Don't care if they can't stand me I'm sitting on top of the world like a See, I look too good for this necklace And I look too good to be wearing this You know I look way too good to be innocent I'm conceited, I got a reason See, I look too good to be driving that And I look too good to be buying that You know I look way too good to be trying that I'm conceited, I got a reason Peeking in my window, nobody cause I live in a penthouse Baby, I'm sorry, but I'm sexy And all I want you to do is just bless me Let's see, this kid that I'm waiting on He said he love when my jeans look painted on With a tight white tee, you ain't quite like me Probably, while I'm always getting hated on That shorty trying to push up on me like a wonder bra Listen, when I speak, I wouldn't want you to take it wrong Now, number one, I don't need you Your name's Q, I only see you when I see you Listen to you can never play me Cause I'm such a fucking lady Three, it's all about me I don't wanna talk about it If you like to hear it, hear it go I wrote a song about it See, I look too good to be 
fucking you And I look too good to be loving you You know I look way too good to be stuck with you I'm conceited, I got a reason See, I look too good to be getting with And I look too good to be having Cause you know I look way too good to be in the crib I'm conceited, I got a reason Oh, 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 I don't know what I'm doing I can't stop my body from moving I'm popping and popping to the music He's watching me and he's about to lose it I'm dropping it hotter than the drum of the Susie Face down, ass up on some new shit I'm out of control with it Flip it low, pick it up slow Poke it out narrow with it My thong showing but it's cool, my shoes go with it Now all I need is a room with a pole in it See I look good and I'm knowing it And I was never too proud to be showing it Say I look too good for this necklace And I look too good to be wearing this You know I look way too good to be innocent I'm conceited, I got a reason See I look too good to be driving that And I look too good to be buying that You know I look way too good to be trying that I'm conceited, I got a reason to be fucking you and I look too good to be loving you you know I look way too good to be stuck with you I'm conceited I got a reason See, I look I'm conceited I got a reason I mean we know conceit is not is not right a good thing to have but sometimes you gotta get in your bag you got to be your own cheerleader in order to also be the cheerleader of others we are here in episode six sis sister 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 and we are having a good time but before we jump back into the episode i would be remiss if i didn't tell y'all we got a few sponsors this week and so obviously this uh episode is definitely brought to you by pay it forward networking group but i have a few two other very important sponsorships that i want to mention we have goaded which is a community for sports moms um you you definitely want to log on and tune into goaded um that is led by the very um our very own nikki lay and you can look up goaded at www.goadedsportsmoms.com again www.goadedsportsmoms.com and we spell in goaded g-o-a-t-e-d goaded so for you um moms that are out there and you have some little ones and you out here, you, they on the AAU team, they on travel teams, they, you, you trying to, you know, support them. And it's a lot. You need your own support system. You need to know, you know, there's a lot of work-life balance. There's a lot of juggling. There's a lot of finances. There's a lot of emotion, emotional manage for you as the parent and for you as the child that goes into that. So I'm not going to overspeak it because uh, they're the sponsors and I don't work for them, but. But I definitely want you guys to tune in to Goaded. Again, that's at www.goadedsportsmoms.com. Um, and then our other sponsor is Ongo Love, whipped scented shea butter at www.ongolove.com. Let me tell you something. I know everybody got shea butter and black cast oil and this and this and that. But I'm telling you, this shea butter right here... When you walk by somebody wearing this shea butter, they are going to ask you, what do you have on? They're going to swear it's some, some expensive 
um, cologne or, or, or perfume, if you will. But this is something that got you smelling right. It keeps you right and mean at the same, at the same time, it got your, your skin feeling so silk and so soft and just getting into skincare as well as just, um, your overall, you know, uh, aura, if you will, it has, it takes on a, a life on its own once you moisturize your skin with it. But again, that's Ongo Love and that's spelling A is an apple, N is in Nancy, G O, Ongo Love, www.ongolove.com is where you can find that wonderful shea butter. And they've got a whole bunch of scents. My favorite is the baby powder. Um, there's another one that's Gucci, but I'm not going to say that I love it because Gucci, but that one I put on, that's my evening scent when I, you know, when I'm, when I'm putting on my outfits and I want to smell a different way, but my everyday scent is the baby powder. It just makes me smell so fresh. And if I don't put on perfume for the day, I still have a very nice scent. Um, to go with it. And so that's, that's like my, um, that's my go-to. So, you know, thank you blessings for just kind of looking in and supporting those sponsors. So, um, back to the first podcast studio, shout out to Nisha Jones, who we have in the studio today. And I mean, I've just been enjoying her company and her conversation as I hope that you guys are too. So we're going to jump back into it. So we've been talking about the role of a sis, the role of a sister, the role of a sister. We've been talking about being accountable. We've been talking about paying it forward. We've been talking about how, you know, you gotta, you know, even when, when you see your sister down, you reach down and pick them up and dust them off and, and encourage them to get right back on that horse. So, um, what we haven't spoke about yet, let's talk about, um, the role of a sis, sister, sister, however, whichever one we want to jump into Nisha, when it comes to, to some of the other topics. So we've talked about it when it comes to like work, Right. Um, well, let's talk and, and family, right. Um, business, but what about when it comes to relationships? Right. Because I think that, um, so many times we hear there's a shortage of men and blah, blah, blah. And so many times you find us competing with one another. Right. And sometimes you may even find us fighting one another for a man. And you hear women say, I ain't fighting over no man, but you also will find it happens that women are fighting over a man. Um, and then, and then there's just so many different variables that can come into play where, you know, folks are in relationships and, um, you know, right. Women being dating married men or, um, you, you're in a relationship with a male who has a child from a previous relationship. And, you know, how do you manage that, you know, as a sister, right? Um, you know, do, does his gripes become your gripes, right? And then, um, and then what do you say, like, to the sisters who think having a man is the end-all to be-all, right? Or where it's a... a, a 
quantity over quality, right? They're just happy to say that they have one. They're happy to be able to show up to the party with one. They're happy to have one laying down in the bed with them. But meanwhile, he's not necessarily of, of the quality that they require, right? Or that they were looking for, but they're just happy to be able to say they have one. So talk to me about your role as a sis, sister, sister, when it comes to some of the more intimate portions of that relationship. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lack of good men, but there's a lack of good people, period. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Wait, <laughs> hold up. Let me go back because you're right. Um, men or women, they, they our sisters, hold on. Here. Our sisters could be in a relationship with either because, you know, last episode, episode five, the littles definitely talked about uplifting our LGBTQ community. So shame on the bag lady for making it about a man because it ain't about a man. Just about in relationships. You know what? Look at you. Thank you. Got me all the way together. Yes. So just in relationships in general. Yeah. And, and I didn't say that to be specific, but it just sets the tone for where we're at right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is definitely a a lack of quality black men, but overall there's just a lack of quality people, you know? Um, And I think that really has to do with a lot of social media technology. People are not as genuine. We're not as connected in the same way. We're connected, but not in the same genuine way as before. Like growing up, um, with my friends, we used to link up by meeting up outside. Our bikes would be together, and we would find out what the plan was for the day by us just actually being in the same space of each other. That's not the same anymore now, right? Now we put it in a group text message, or we'll create an event on Facebook or an invite event. So things are a lot different now than where than what they were before. So I think it kind of just takes the genuineness um, out of building relationships. Um, I love the fact that like what my childhood friends, the things that I love about that is the fact that they knew me, um, like at my most rawest moments, right? They just, mm-hmm. just basic Nisha, like Nisha before the degrees, Nisha before the businesses, Nisha before anything. They just knew me with no extra anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like now when you meet people, you don't know if you really meeting the real them or you just meeting their social media person. Ah, speak. Um, so we just don't know. I just think that that goes back to the point of really taking time to get to know people, knowing what you're dealing with. And then also, especially as women, um, taking people exactly for who they are versus who we want them to be. Um, we can't keep trying to fall in love with potential. We got to recognize people for who they are right then in that moment, right? Um, someone can have all the potential in the world, but if they're not tapping into it, it really doesn't matter. Um, I had a manager that used to always say to me, we used to have our mid-year and year reviews, and you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, at work, we would have reviews that just would measure your progress and your stats and your rankings amongst your peers. And my manager, who was a black woman, used to always say to me, um, Nikki, she used to always say, Nisha, you know, you're not tapping into your potential. You're not tapping into your potential. And I never really understood what she meant. I'm like, I'm coming to work. I'm doing my job. I'm kissing the babies. Like, what do you mm-hmm, mean I'm not mm-hmm. tapping into my potential? Uh-huh. Um, and it actually took me years to realize what, what she meant about fully tapping into my potential. 
Um, so it's like at that moment I wasn't necessarily ready, but she saw she saw that vision, right? She saw the bigger picture. And yes, it's great to see people's potential, but the difference is, is somebody actually working to be better or are they just comfortable with staying the same? Even though I didn't necessarily know what it meant to tap into my full potential, I still was always progressing and working to be better. It's just the dots didn't connect in that nece- in that piece, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as you mature, as you grow, it's like you just had this aha moment and you like, Oh, that's what she meant when she said so that. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, it took me years to, mm-hmm. to really, really understand what that meant. You know, I always felt like I've had people in my life that say, you know, we see great things in you. You know, you really could be awesome. But, you know, if you just worked on this or worked on that. Um, and, you know, that just comes with growth and maturity. And then also just recognizing, you know, you got to have honest conversations with yourself. Like, listen. I'm good, but I could be better. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, you know, change these things about myself, if I work on these things, I really have the potential to really elevate um, to a level that I probably have never imagined before. So, you know, that's where I'm kind of at now of knowing that, it, okay, I could stay the same. I could. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, but if I really continue to elevate as a woman, as a professional, you know, as a spouse, shout out to my boyfriend. Hey babe. <laughs> um, but you know, if I continue to just elevate as a daughter, as a sister, uh, as an entrepreneur, you know, as a business owner, just as an individual, um, I just think it makes my odds a lot better of really getting all of the things that I want out of life. Mm, you better speak. You better speak. Um, so, but I want to, I want to drill it down a little closer. I just heard you blow babe a kiss and, and, and give him a shout out. Um, let's talk about that, right? Again, going back to just females in that, in that space, um, how we kind of like scratch and vie for, um, things. Do, do you think that in a relationship, because it sounds to me like you're similar to me in that. I, I always say in my relationship, I don't want to be uh, 50-50. I don't, I don't want, I don't consider myself um, his better half or him my better half. I, I'm a whole, and I look at him as a whole. I, 100 and 100 equal 200, right? Um, I think that it's important to come to the table as a whole. I'm a whole individual, right? Because... At the end of the day, nothing is promised. You know, God could take any one of us at any time. And I got to be able, I, 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 I subscribe to love. I subscribe to compromise. I subscribe to, um, it's just, just everything that is part of a relationship. However, I subscribe to being a woman. I subscribe to being an individual. I subscribe to having individuality by way of goals and objectives and, and all of that. Um, I'm not going to say first, but I will say in parallel to subscribing to the necessary ingredients of my relationship. And I'm not out here, you know, watching everybody who's watching him or just what are some of your thoughts about sisters and relationships? Well, 
I think there's a lot we could say about sisters and relationships. Um, but in regards to me, uh, and I think I, we had said this before, you know, I had a plan before I had a man, right? Hey, um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got to hit the button on that one. I said what I said. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, definitely. I had a plan before I had a man. Like, you have to have a plan for yourself. You have to know where you want to go in life. So when you do meet that person that you want to share space with, that you want to say, okay, I want to share this next chapter and forever with you, that you guys can take your individual plans that you should have had for yourselves um, and now make a joint or a collaborative plan um, as you move forward. The thing that I love about my relationship is we are individual people, right? We have our own things that we like to do. We both have our own businesses. We have our old friends. Like, we have lives outside of each other, and then we have lives together. Um, and I think as women, it's very important to not make your life all about someone else, right? Kids are important. A man is important. But you are also equally important. And if you pour so much into everybody else, what do you have left for yourself? Kids get older. They go out, go, you know, they go out and have their own lives. Um, and as bad as we hate to admit it, you know, nothing lasts forever. The person that I may have started this journey with may not be the person that I ended with, right? Mm -hmm. So you always have to have a plan. That's Death is right. inevitable, right? Your spouse may go sooner than when you may, may want them to go. You guys may grow apart. You know, you may just decide that this is not what you want anymore. So although that is not my plan, right, my plan is for us to spend forever together. But in the event that that doesn't happen, I still have another plan because that's just the way my mind thinks, right? What will you do if this happens? And even if I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, I have the structure and the processes in place that I'll still be okay no matter what. My bills are still going to be paid. Mm. My business is still going to run. Mm. Now, my mental health may take a, a, a take a setback, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> But the other things that should be there are there. You know, I paid my bills before my man. I pay my bills now that I still have my man, right? There's still things that I want to do for myself that I don't depend on my partner to do for me. Like, if I want to go out and buy myself something, then I'm going to go out and buy myself something. You know, I like that freedom of me making my own money to be able to do things that I like to do. Um, I like to buy stuff for my man too. And, you know, and, and vice versa, he does those same things. So I think it's very important to have something for yourself along with having something, you know, with your partner. And I think as black women, we get so caught up in doing everything for everybody else that we forget to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Then we kind of just look up like all of these years and went by all this time went by and, to a business person, they'll tell you time is one of the most priceless things mm -hmm. um, that we have out here. You know, time you can't get back. If I go That's and mess right. something up, if I crash my car, I can get another one, right? That's if right. I don't like my body, now we can go get a little BBL. That's right. But time is the one thing that That's... unless you know something I don't, no. I can't roll that thing back. If you a millionaire, billionaire, <laughs> cajillionaire, that's the one commodity that we all have the same amount of. You can't buy more than me, and I don't have less than you unless God says so. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we just have to be more mindful about the time we have, um, be more mindful of the time that we have with each other. Um, I, life is crazy. You know, every day you turn on the news, somebody is passing away. Mm -hmm. You know, that's mm -hmm. a part of the process, though. The only thing we know when we came here is that we're going to leave again. We just really don't know when that 
when that's going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's just really so important to make sure that you have a plan, especially mm-hmm. if you have kids. You know, having mm-hmm. a will is important. Mm-hmm. Having insurance is important. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, having that foundation so that if you are no longer able to act or provide, that you have some kind of measures in place to be okay. And I think that's the thing that other races do very well. Mm-hmm. But we still have a lot of opportunities. They have those safety nets. They have those sponges you know Mm -hmm. life is not a race thing right every race goes through the same Mm -hmm. uh issues you know Mm -hmm. uh ours might look a little different Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you know you can get cheated on no matter who you are Mm -hmm. you can lose your job you Mm -hmm. can lose a child it's it's a race thing all right human race it's a human race human race absolutely through life absolutely absolutely um but the thing is other people have recognized the fact that having a plan having something else, Mm -hmm. right? Having something in reserves, uh, really it helps, you know, my plan is not to work for someone else for the rest of my life. Absolutely Mm -hmm. not. Um, I'm here until I don't have to be here. Hey, Hey, um, everything that I'm doing now ultimately is preparing me to be a full-time entrepreneur. But because I have that, um, those nasty ladies, Sally Mae Stewart. Hey, that girl. (laughs) They have me in a Mm -hmm, Um, mm chokehold. So until I get real closure in that space, I'm not leaving my job. Mm -hmm. You know, I still comfortably can get a paycheck um, and still be okay while I do these other things. So again, I have a plan, right? Mm -hmm. And then when that plan no longer suits me, then I have another plan for the next stages of my life. So I just think that it's important that even though you're in a relationship in which I am in Mm -hmm. and I love my spouse, I love my partner. And Mm -hmm. although we have a plan for each other, um, that still doesn't take away the plan that I have for For yourself. That's right. It doesn't take away the plan that I have for, um, pay it forward networking group. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't take away the plan that I have for Jones property company. Mm -hmm. Those things were important to me before my man, they're still important to me while I have him. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even be with a partner that didn't respect the fact that I have other hobbies, other interests, other things that I want to do outside of you. Um, and I like the fact that he has other, like I said, hobbies and interests and outside that of that. he wants to do outside of me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's important that we are able to work independently, but then also collectively. I love it. I love it. And what, what, you, you might not have said, but I, I got from what you said, which is something that I'm big on too, is that from a sisterhood, you compete with yourself. You're not out here competing with anybody else. You're not out here. Your biggest competition is you. You're constantly striving to be a better you. You're not looking over your shoulder. You're not scratching and clawing. Um, if it comes, it comes. If it don't, it don't. You've got a plan, and that's that's your focal point. And everything else that comes is just icing on the cake, but you're not out here competing in in the name of sisterhood. You're out here uplifting, um, in all facets of being a sis, a sister or a sister, right? Whether be it financially, be it in the workplace, be it a stranger, be it a relative, right? You're not in competition with anyone. You're out here just trying to uplift and embrace and embody folks as you try to uplift and embrace your plan to be a better you. And, and I love that, you know, typically you hear me say, uh, the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the bad lady experience. Well, 
Today they are. Today, today they are. We have 99.9% of the same opinions here. And I know some people say opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got one. But hey, you tune into the Bag Lady Podcast Experience uh, at the Purse Podcast Studios to hear my perspective and my opinions on stuff. And so you heard my perspective. And I didn't bring Nisha Jones here because I knew that we shared the same perspective. I just want y'all to know. So this is a little bit affirmation. makes me feel a little bit better when I can get into a conversation from somebody, from one of the queens that's coming along just only behind me in age. And I already said age ain't nothing but a number, but when I can see them have similar perspective, it makes me know that I'm not totally crazy. Um, and so I'm just really happy to have her, um, in the studio with me today, episode six. So it's been a really strong conversation. And so, uh, you know, Nisha, I'm going to come to you for a call to action before we wrap up, but, but, you ain't getting away without some regular bag lady podcast shenanigans. So um, at this time, we're going to go and do a little exercise that I like to call in the clutch. So you see that nice blue sparkly clutch right there uh, between your microphone and the other microphone. And shortly, you're going to reach in there and there's a few scenarios in there. And um, I like you to just uh, take one or two out. You're going to read the scenario that's on there and you're going to respond. Um, you're going to respond to the scenario that's on there and let the, the blessings know, you know, how would you handle that situation if you was in the clutch? Right. And so um, I'm going to give you, let me, let me get you a little, and get you a little background music. All right. Anytime you're ready, just get okay. real close up to that mic. Because we don't want them to miss anything. Okay. Now, this is asking my opinion. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, because this episode was about kind of like social responsibility and blah, blah, blah. So, you said that. One is asking your opinion on jury duty. Yes. So okay. So read. You're gonna read everything that's on there and then give us your answer. Okay. So what's your opinion of jury duty? A is hopefully you get picked for a really long trial so you can avoid work. Absolutely not. B it feeds my god complex. Probably not. And C ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. I do not want to be in jury duty. No. What? But what if it's a trial about somebody who has offended and been offensive to a sister and you have an opportunity to have some skin in the game on making sure that they, that they meet justice? Um, that's like a completely different scenario. I mean... The thing that makes that not realistic is because it just seems like every time we go on trial, it's never of our peers. It's like folk that don't even look like us. No way. So, I mean, if I have an opportunity to save a sister, I'm going to save her. But otherwise, I don't want to be here. But wait a minute. Kumbaya. <laughs> Kumbaya. Come on. Remember, the human race. The human race. All right. Now, I, got, I might have to take yeah, back my letter. Courthouse. 
in the hospital are not my favorite places to be. Oh. Um. Okay. All right. Listen. I actually had got pictured for jury duty before, and this is when I was still living in Florida, and I actually was starting a new job at the time. So I told the judge, like, it's no way that you want me to do jury duty, and it misses my opportunity on starting this job. That was like a laughable moment because the whole courtroom kind of found that funny. Of course, I didn't do that. Like <laughs> um, but yeah, no, law is just not my thing. I mean, you know, the other thing a lot of times too is, you know, they'll like pay, your job will pay you out, although I'm salary for like a couple of days, and it's like unpaid. And I mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah, jury duty is just not a fun thing for me. I'm still gonna go with no. Okay, all right. I mean, I gotta I'm receive by that. I'm fine with that. I gotta receive that. All right, let's let's go back in the clutch. And let's get us another scenario. But black people are very under uh, underrepresented in our uh, political system. Oh shoot! So, oh know, shoot! Parents oh shoot! Look, look, you trying to come back for episodes two, three, four? Like, you, you know, listen, it's I not my arena, but we need someone in that arena, right? I, can't, you know, I can't do all the jobs, but we still need folks of color. So. I can't. Um, I can't. <laughs> you're on not. a plane, and a kind old woman asks you to switch your aisle seat for her new seat. Uh, but you specifically chose this seat. You give her the seat. That's um, I haven't even seen the response. I'm gonna give her the seat. You gonna uh, give her the Faith seat? Being sick and in need of an aisle seat because you might need to run to the bathroom. Comply, but curse her repeatedly in your head, or pretend you don't speak English and don't understand the question. So I'm gonna just create my own option. D. I'm just gonna give her the seat. Wait, 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 wait. You went through that mad fast because you already knew what your answer was. Wait, 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 wait. The blessings got to hear you. I need you to go back and, 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 and go back through that again because I don't think they got that one. Okay, so basically the option is either just fake being sick so I don't give her the seat. Comply, give her the seat, but, you know, low-key, I'm cursing her out in my head. Or pretend I don't speak English. Like, I'm not sure what language I'll be speaking that I speak at that point. Oh, shoot. And don't understand the question. So, like, none of these are um, I would just unless we're like on a 24 hour flight by going to some like you know then we need to speak to the um the stewards so she can help make this flight okay I, it's I, just like you know a quick flight we're not gonna be on here a couple hours I'm gonna give her this but you know if we're taking an overnight trip if we're going to Africa you know man we might need to <laughs> If we go to Africa, if we go to Africa, Grandma might not get your seat. Is yeah, that what you say? Grandma, <laughs> grandma, you know, I can't. Um, I can't. I can't. All right, come on, one more for the for the win. Just one more for the win. Let's see what else you got. One more out the clutch. Let's see what what it brings. Okay, so the mailman accidentally lets out your neighbor's dog, who starts running down the street. You chase it down. Like assassin bolt, you've always loved that dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, call animal control. You've always hated that dog. Or realize you won't hear the nonstop barking anymore. Good start to your day. Um. So disclaimer: I have two pit bulls at home. So clearly, uh, we're not calling animal control. Um. Honestly, I'm probably not going to be chasing anybody's dog down the street. Um. So again, I have to create my own answer. You know, if I can, if it's like one of those, I can call the dog and it's going to come running to me. Fine. If not, I'm just going to go knock on the neighbor's door and say, listen, your dog is out. You probably want to come get him. Want to go get him. And that'd be that. Okay. Y'all heard it here. Y'all heard it here. That was Nisha Jones 
in the clutch with us, y'all. And I, I just shout out to Nisha for being um, a good sport on that. Um, we've been we've been rocking out for a little over an hour now, and um, I wasn't going to cut it. Anytime it's a great conversation, you can't put a time limit on that. That's called priceless. So, um, but I am going to start to to just wind down a little bit, and um, I do want to ask you what call to action um, do you have? Um, out there for our sissies, our sisters, our sisters, right? The people that we are related to, the people that we choose, and then the people that we don't know, but we're related in in some type of godly way. What call to action, what words of wisdom, right? So two two things I want from you. Just a quick words of wisdom, and then a call to action that you have for them. Um, love yourself. Mental health is real. Um, I think that it's very important to recognize what it is that you need. You know, only you can figure out or do that soul searching as to what you need to feed your spirit, right? We all have an appetite. We're all hungry for something. Um what might feed me or what motivates me or what keeps me going is not going to be the same thing for you. And that's wonderful. We all have to find those things that, that give us our purpose in life. Um, so just make sure you're doing your due diligence and making sure that you're truly finding the things that make you happy so that you, as you pour into yourself, you're really able to pour into the other people around you. And um, as women just, you know, recognizing our responsibility that we have to just be nicer to one another, to just smile mm. at one another, right? To just not be so judgmental and hateful towards one another. We are going through the same set of problems and the same set of functions, especially as it relates into the society. So we can hate one another all we want, but the sad part about it is why hate each other and then we have to go into the world and they hate us as well. Yes. So for me, if I can at least have some common ground with my sister, right, um, the person that knows me, that knows the struggle, that knows what it feels like to be a black woman, to be a black mother, to be an aunt, to, to be a spouse, to knows what it feels like to be in society, to know how it feels to feel like we give so much in society but get credit for so little um, to know, you know, how it feels that we're just now having the first black this and the first black that, you know, mm -hmm. just understanding our worth and know that we're so much more important in the recognition that we receive. You know, if society is not going to give that to each other, we need to stop playing um, and give it to ourselves and stop waiting for them to do it. Because I, I truly believe that if we maneuver in a way and show our worth um, amongst each other, it'd be very easy for other people to recognize our worth as well. <laughs> I mean, what what else can I say? Drop that mic. Drop what can it. I say? What can <laughs> I say? You right. I, listen, I got to get some Funk Flex bombs for, for, for those of you New Yorkers. You know who Funk Flex is. Yes, I got to get some bombs for I'm working on getting some more buttons. Don't worry, y'all. The buttons are coming back. I got a few more, but listen, hey, when you got folks like Nisha Jones in the studio, she is the button, right? So I let's just, let's just, she is the, hey, that might be a new phrase. I am the button, right? <laughs> 
Uh, listen, Nisha, it has been amazing to have you here in the Purse Podcast Studio. And before I wrap up, just a little something. So I want you to come over here because I got us matching scratch-offs. And what I want to say about the scratch-offs is... um. What I want to say about the scratch-offs is, um, first of all, we're going to scratch these off. And what I want to say in the name of sis, sister, sisterhood. Um, we splitting the money. Yes. <laughs> Cash me out. Yes. No matter which one of us, if one of us wins, we splitting the money. And I just want to go on record. Listen. Okay. And I just want to go on record and say, um. I usually buy the $1 scratch sauce, but girl, I knew who I was going to have in the studio today. So I splurged and got us the $5 scratch off. This is the baby. It's cold outside scratch off. And it says warm up with a $5,000 top prize. So I say we going to scratch it off. And we're not going to stay on um, with the blessings, but we will post pictures um, to the site that shows our tickets and whether we won or not. So in order for you to find out if we won in our scratch-offs, you're going to have to log on um, and make sure that you look and and see if we won. So make sure you tune in. Um of course, you're listening to the podcast right now, but make sure you're following us on the Bag Lady Experience podcast on Instagram.com or the Bag Lady Experience on Facebook. If you're not already a member, please go on and request and become a member of the community so that you can talk to fellow blessings and share the experience because we have to grow. The only way we're going to, um, you know, kind of like change this world and, and be better is when we have like-minded people like us who come together and have these conversations and we get together and get to know one another. We're in a pandemic. I can't bring you guys together socially right now, except for on those platforms. So in the meantime, I need y'all to join me on that plat on those platforms and just feel free to kind of have conversation with one another, you know, have conversation with me there, but also feel free to have a conversation with someone else's comment that you see that you like and my call to action to each and every one of you whether you are a sis a sister or a sister a bro a bro or a brother tap a neighbor on the shoulder this week and tell them how great they are pick up the phone to somebody you haven't spoken to a while and say hey I just want you to know if I haven't told you lately I think you're awesome that person you looking at on social media that may not have it all together reach out to them and tell them something good. Cause there's always something good that you can find in somebody, right? So that's my call to action to you all this week, regardless if you're a sister or a brother, regardless if you're a uh, part, what's your race is, we're all part of the human race. So reach out and touch someone and y'all know me better than think that I'm going to close this out with reach out and touch. I'm just not there yet. We going to close it out with this. Sorry, bros, but you know, it is what it is. I found a superwoman that could leap from the truck in a single bound. Mommy, I'm trying to blame you down. 
without shades on Can't say it when I bring you round She put her lips on the road and pull it to work her tongue And make me faster than a speeding bullet Her love stronger than a locomotive But only for the F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S Sing to me, ma